guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm sick again. Yes, poor Dalton is... You've, you've had the flu. You've been, like, I'm legit just, sick. Not like a man cold. Like, you have been well, legit Well, the last sick. one was legit sick, too. I know. I'm just saying, like, you were really sick. I kind of wonder what I had the last time now, because I felt pretty close to the same. Maybe I just had the flu for a long time. And just kind of had a a little break in between. Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> the The doctor congratulated me because I had flu B, and he said it was very rare. So, um, I'm special, is what, what we have learned. Yeah, something. I am definitely something. <laughs> we are so glad to be here. We are. You guys, we realized. Like, didn't sound glad. This is the end of, like, the season almost. Like, we have this week, and then next week's the season finale. It's the end of the season <laughs> as, as we, we know, know it. it. So, yeah, we will, in an effort to... Uh, Get as many topics in as possible next week. The season finale is going to be an absolute rapid fire extravaganza. Lightning round. As many of your questions as we can, all in probably about an hour. So stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. But yes, today we are going to see where this episode goes, really. We're going to ask questions. Yeah. And we're going to give answers. And we're going to talk about About those things. things. So if that doesn't draw you in, I don't know and what And with will. that teaser, let's do some housekeeping. Housekeeping. And yes, while we do that, you're going to need a question of the day. So yes. be thinking of that. Yeah. Um, like I have already prepared that. housekeeping. Housekeep slowly. I, okay. So uh, if you Slower. don't follow us on social media, make sure you do that. LFTM underscore podcast on Instagram is where we are at. Uh, second thing, ladies, if you would like to come hang out and get to know some of your fellow podcast listeners on Facebook, you can do that. We have a group for the ladies. It is LFTM Community on Facebook. Third thing, if you would like to be on our mailing list, head over to lookingforthemiddle.com. That is our website. There is a sign up button there. So that is my housekeeping for the week. Do you need me to filibuster longer? What? That was not slow enough. Okay. Do you have a question? I have a question. Okay. What is it? And I've known it all along. I didn't just Google it. (laughs) If you were forced to relocate anywhere out of this country. Okay. Where would it be and why? Ooh. Anywhere out of this country, it would be somewhere in the Caribbean, probably. Okay, that's not specific at all. Oh, it needs to be more specific? I need details. Actually, probably, I would go somewhere like New Zealand. That jerk. Is that yours? Yeah. I can think of another one. I've always wanted to go there, and I just think it would be the coolest place to go. Like, I don't know. They speak English. That's always one for me. Like, I would not be good at learning another language. And I'm bad at understanding accents, so the Australian and New Zealandish accent is about the best I can do. Um, but you told me uh, the Caribbean somewhere, and I just don't know enough places, would be my first one. So if you'll let me go back to that and just say an island in the Caribbean where I can be a beach bum and just live on the beach, that would be my ideal. Okay, well then you can have your ideal, even okay. though it wasn't specific at all. Okay, Bora Bora. Thank you. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> I don't think um, it's in the Caribbean. <laughs> I don't know. There's a map in my... Oh, that's way too tiny. I'm not looking at that. <laughs> Get that. You can go to Google Bora Bora. Where is that at? Bora Bora. It's... Our listeners are going to think we're idiots. 
western part of the society islands of french polynesia in and the pacific is... ocean so definitely not Caribbean. that wasn't even close no it's not but it's beautiful yeah, but you weren't even close. I said, I this is the first thing that came to mind, but it's not Caribbean. Um, all okay. I'm saying is... Forget the I Caribbean. Bora Bora is where I'm going. To Bible college. I don't have to know maps. <laughs> I'm going to... Meanwhile, I'm in Bora Bora. Where are you going? <laughs> New Zealand. Okay. It was rude of you to try and take I'm mine. So New sorry. Zealand is A, gorgeous. B, it's where they film Lord of the Rings. <laughs> C... No natural predators, which means no snakes, <laughs> which is just glorious. D, great hunting. Other letters, seems wonderful. <laughs> great hunting? Yeah. So you're the natural predator. Yeah, I would be the natural predator. <laughs> Actually, I would not be natural because I'm not from there. Oh, good That's point. That's what, you know, natural means. <laughs> what? Uh, what do you hunt in New Zealand? What are the things like... That well, you, would you can hunt, hunt there. a lot of stuff, but they're, I would say the most prized of all would be the red stag. Okay. Which we know somebody that has shot one of those and okay. has it hanging in his office. Okay. And it's gorgeous. <laughs> and I want one. Have so, yes, I want to go hunting there. It is an outdoorsman's paradise. You can go fishing there, too. There's all sorts of natural sites like waterfalls and rivers and yeah. New Zealand is just fantabulous. There we go. Never done did been there. Me either. But it's I want to go. It's on my list of adventures to take. It's on my, what are, what are your top three adventures to take? Um. Okay. So I have one that I totally ripped off from Heather, my friend who has done this. Good. She has, she, I think it was for her birthday one year. She, I think they went up to Maine, wherever the furthest eastern point of the U.S. is, and watched the sun rise. She and her husband did this. And then they flew to the West Coast and watched the sun set on the West Coast in the same day. And I think that sounds like the coolest thing ever. That sounds exhausting. It sounds so much fun. It sounds exhausting. I'm good. No, no. It sounds really fun. So I want to do that. Um... I would love to explore Santorini and the Greek Isles. So that's like high up there for me. Um, and you, did you say top three? Number three, see the Grand Canyon. I've never seen the Grand Canyon. I heard it's grand. Oh, wow. Ah, that's a good you, one. What are yours? Sick me is just the worst. <laughs> um, uh, hmm. Hmm. You ask the question. Yeah, I don't know if I actually <laughs> have a top three. I think one of them would probably be New Zealand, honestly. I know that yeah. sounds like a cop-out, but no, I, I don't think it is. am dying to go there. Okay. Just for pure nerddom. <laughs> you know there aren't the... any like hobbits there for real, right? Yes. Okay. Just... <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> How do you know Middle Earth's not there? Well, I don't. I've never you been don't there either. Know. <laughs> you do not know. Uh, no, I think number one is travel bucket list places. Just mm-hmm. go to Scotland. Okay. Go to New Zealand. And it's it's not even the big fancy beaches uh-huh. and everything that everyone wants to go to. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen blue water, clear water. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do it again. But that's not my top. That's not the, yeah, the driver. I want to go see misty peaks and rivers and all of this stuff. That's my cup of tea. Um, 
I would love to just go fly fishing in the middle of the Rockies. Ooh, okay. I'm not even a good fly fisherman, but I want to do it <laughs> just to say I did it. Yeah. Um, and then I would do like a two or three week hunt in Alaska. Ooh, that's no, cool. No cell reception, yeah. backpack in, stay at some sort of fish shack. That's pretty cool. Which, when I say fish shack, I mean, that that's roughing it right there. Um, Yes. I would love to see Alaska as well. My ideal is more from a cruise ship. Um, but, you know, that kind of it describes our personalities no, in a lot of ways. I want to see the hard country. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, now, there is one hunting show that I watched. This guy had a way too up-close and comfortable encounter with a grizzly bear. Oh, my word. Um, so that might not be for me. <sighs> but I would love, I Yeah. Okay. Cool bucket list hunting trips. Yeah. What's funny is I didn't start hunting until two years ago. It is interesting to me because I have basically seen the entire evolution of your hunting journey. Uh-huh. Um, and it is interesting how quickly you have gotten into it and also how like like really into it you are now. I, it One part it's cool because you get to know God's creation yeah. even better. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here studying habits of deer. Yeah. Where they go, how they feed, how they protect themselves so I uh-huh. can take one out. Um, Still. You got to know your prey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just learning about how God has designed hills and how air moves through mm-hmm. them. And I, it's just cool to interact with God's creation in mm-hmm. that way. Um, but there is a part of me also, just as a man that's getting in, in touch with that really masculine side yeah. where I just want to be outside constantly uh-huh. in the middle of the woods with no communication from the outside world. This is how it was intended to like be. A couple weeks ago, thing. I spent four or five hours with no cell reception, just walking around in the woods. And it was the best five hours I had had in weeks. <laughs> and then doing that while I'm fishing as well. Like I kayaked inside this little oh, creek yeah. and ended up in the middle of nowhere one time. So... Good time. Yeah. I am a big nature buff. Mm-hmm. I could spend all of my time in the natures. Which and you're not exaggerating. I'm you not. You literally could. And I'm definitely going fishing yeah. after we get done we get recording. Done so. Alrighty then. So let's hurry up uh, uh, so that you can get out there and do the, the nature stuff. Do the nature stuff? Okay. You, you don't want to go do the nature stuff? I, I don't. Are you um, not a nature stuff person? No. I like, Unless it's sitting on the beach doing nothing. That I am a big fan of. Um, Is that really nature stuff, though? You're just kind of sitting there. But I am appreciating God's creation just in a different way. The ocean, the waves. Yeah. I'm just not doing so much. You're not doing anything. No, I'm not. Um, You're staring at water. I, I like nature to the extent that I can photograph it. That's my driver when it comes to being in nature. Is can I take... A good picture of this thing i like nature to the extent that i can experience it. yeah you know life is not all about <laughs> pictures no, i have not, captured I enjoy... so many pictures in my mind i i, I do too i just your mind is a camera the oh my why don't you let go of your phone you addict <laughs> don't even <laughs> don't even go there with I just me. I was Don't really trying even. to lead up to the fact that Bethany's addicted to technology I am not uh, slightly no a little I'm bit I'm not probably addicted a, probably a little she bit she's addicted to technology <laughs> if I took her phone away she'd cry oh that would be sad see <laughs> but all right we're we're off alone. on a, a side <laughs> rabbit trail here 
Uh, people, you want to talk about things? Yeah, this is your your topic, your deal. Run with it. So it I will be perfectly honest um, yep. and say that we didn't really know exactly what we wanted to talk about in this episode. We have several that we've been kind of hinting at for mm-hmm. a while, but we couldn't decide if we wanted to do them, and we're we're not ready for some of them because they're yeah. just deeper topics. Mm-hmm. And when somebody's recovering from flu, his brain is not at its best. I'm talking about me. As evidenced um, by the last 10 minutes of so, Nature Talk. Yes. <laughs> We've been going back and forth. What we want to talk about, we would ask questions, and then I would go, hmm, no. And then I'd <laughs> ask a question, and Bethany would go, hmm, no. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. So we can get on a personal note later okay. on. We talk about goofy stories of things that happen dating in the church. We talk about some of the struggles of... Uh, dating in the church, dating in church leadership. Uh-huh. So the first part of it is going to be more on the angle of the difficulties, why we think it's so difficult, practically speaking, of dating in the church and just some of the things that we've seen, uh-huh. entertaining stories, bad things that have happened, good things that have happened, whatever it is. But then uh, kind of back into the episode, yeah, we'll get more on the personal side yeah. of why it's been difficult and challenging as people on staff in a church yes uh with dating or some of the things that we've experienced that you look back on and go i wish that wouldn't have happened yeah so we'll we'll get to that part later on okay um but just from i guess we'll start base level just as a christian in the church Uh what are some of the pitfalls or goofy things that you have seen that wouldn't happen anywhere else yeah. And when it comes to dating. I think one of the, the overarching pitfall to, in my mind is because dating is such a taboo subject in a lot of ways. And I don't think it is as much as it used to be, but it still is enough to where it's like everyone wants all the single people to get married, but they want them to go from single to married with nothing in between. Yeah. To where talking about dating can be polarizing and isolating in that I think people feel very strongly about how they think it should be done. And if you are different from that, there can be a little like looking down maybe. And so it's one of those things that you tend to just kind of, or I'm speaking for myself, I tend to be a little, I just kind of turn inward and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to talk about this because I don't want to make it weird. Um, And so then... It's just a tricky thing to navigate because what do you talk about? What do you not like? It's just a weird area. Do you find that? And I think I already know the answer to this question. Yeah. We talk about marriage all the time uh-huh. in the church and we never talk about dating. Mm-hmm. That's why we started. The, that, honestly, five years ago when we started the show, that was a driving force of nobody talks about this. Okay, so let's be that voice. Let's talk about the dating part of it. Now, sure, we're going to talk about the goal. I think of all Christian dating should be to pursue the potential of marriage. Not every dating relationship is to pursue marriage because you're not going to marry every person that you date necessarily. But the point of it is to get to a point of knowing, yes, I could marry this person. Let's continue. Or no, I can't. Let's end it. It's not just recreational. However dating isn't talked about how to do it. How do you date? How do you go about these things? And so we said, let's do it. Let's talk about the dating part. And we've gotten some pushback a little bit over the years of, well, 
we're we're not being spiritual enough or whatever because we're just talking about practical things and we need to bring theology into it and it's like I think we do but the point of this show is to help you with those practical things of going on a first date and how to talk to someone well how do you text a guy you're interested those kinds of things because nobody talks about it yeah that's been one of the funny things that I've seen and experienced uh, since Bible college because mm-hmm. Bible college, my, the first church that I grew up in, maybe they talked about it and I didn't pay attention to it, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't really that bad mm. uh, where all they did was talk about marriage and never talked about dating. I uh-huh. don't really remember that. Okay. But as soon as I hit Bible college, it was talking about, you got to find someone, you got to find a spouse, you, guys, you, you need to find a godly wife, mm-hmm. girls, you need to find a godly husband, and that's all they talked about. But they never said, okay, this is what you look for and this is how you find yeah. them. It was just, you got to find one, you got to find one, you got to find yeah. one. So now, interesting question I have then. As someone in ministry, a guy who's looking to, you went to Bible college, you're looking to be a pastor. Have you felt a pressure from the church or from individuals or whatever that in order to be a pastor, in order to be able to pursue that type of ministry calling, you have to be married? Yes. Do you think that's right? Um, no. Okay. We'll we'll get okay. Is that am I jumping ahead? We're, you're kind of jumping ahead okay. a little well, bit. We can but, put a pin in it. Uh, yeah, let's put a pin in that. Let's okay. come back to it because okay. that's a, a little bit longer conversation okay. <laughs> with a little bit more detail. Okay. Um, but back to Bible college because yeah. even though okay, Bible college is not the church, and uh-huh. we emphasize that a lot while you're there. <laughs> um, it's training leaders for the church, uh-huh. so it's kind of it's an extension and, and yeah. intertwined mm-hmm. um the way that they talk about these things of you have to be married you have to find someone but not telling us what to look for how to look for mm-hmm. it, what to do like the practical side that you're talking about led to a lot of messes yeah a lot of people getting in relationships that had no business being in relationships because they just had to find somebody right or people getting into relationships and then going what do we do now (laughs) because you know you talk about in an ideal world you find someone you get married Mm -hmm. but we live in an imperfect world and that's not how it works yeah well and i think we've we have inadvertently put a pressure on relationships that that doesn't need to be there and maybe even fostered marriages that shouldn't have ever happened Mm. Because you get into a relationship where it's like, get married, get married, get married, get married. And so now you're in it and you're like, I don't really like this person that much, but they're a Christian and I'm a Christian. And so now I'm going to like, you kind of get yourself in a mess to where I think you, you, that's going to the extreme. Like, I don't know that people stay in those relationships really, but like you feel like you're in this and you don't really have a reason to get out of it, but it doesn't quite feel right. But you're also like... No, we're talking about dating, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you went to marriage for a second. Sorry. No, no, no. I meant you're in the... No, no, no. I'm talking about a dating relationship that you found yourself in and you don't know what to do. Yeah. But then at the same time, and this is kind of a pet peeve I have with a lot of um, married Christian people is that they're like, get married, get married, get married. But then what do they 90% of the time say about their own marriages? Oh, marriage is so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so much work. You, you know, oh, you just shows you you're selfish. And I'm not just, it does, all of those things are true. But when you're trying to like sell it to the single people, 
that's all you hear about. So then you're in this dating relationship that's so difficult and so hard and there's all these issues and the answer is break up with that person. You're not going, this isn't a good relationship, but all you've heard is marriage is so hard and it's so difficult and it's so much hard work. Cause I've been in that place of like, okay, well, I guess I'm just, this is what it is. Like, I know it's not going to be this romantic fairy tale and everyone says, oh, it's so much hard work. So this must be how it's supposed to be. And I just didn't really realize it. And so I, I've stayed in something way longer than I should have because of that. You know, it's funny because I, I've definitely experienced that as well. And I'll put, I'll take pause for a moment and say marriage is really hard. Sure. So this weekend I just officiated uh, my first wedding that I've ever officiated for some family members. And that's one of the things that I talked yeah. about is marriage is hard and you have to choose every single day to work hard for the love that you have. Mm-hmm. It is a disciplined effort. Um, at the same time, though, I have family members that just make it look easy. Yeah. Now, I know it's not because I've seen the challenges that they've uh-huh. gone through and I've seen how hard life has been. But their commitment to one another, their commitment to the Lord, the joy that they have in one another, it's just fun for them. Yeah. And I'm and I, I look at my parents. I'm like, they have a blast together. Mm-hmm. My dad is an idiot. <laughs> He is, is that where you get it? Yes, that's okay. exactly where I get it. He goofs <laughs> off all the time, and yeah. my mom loves to pick at him, and they have fun together. Yeah. And I look and go, okay, hold on a minute. Yes, marriage is hard, and I have seen my parents struggle. Uh-huh. Marriage is a really difficult thing. On the same end of it, though, it's not miserable. Yeah, thank you. And that's when I say that's just like a like a soapbox thing. I I want people to see, like, encourage the single people around you. It is hard work, but it's not miserable. That's a really good way of putting that. I think that. that's one of the, I, you're really picking up on something there. Something really goofy that I see happening in the church all the time. Yeah. Is you, you're you trying to encourage people to get married, but you're not giving them any. No. I mean, obviously the incentive is the word of God says that it is a good thing to get married. Sure. We're not downplaying that. So if anyone's listening and going, you're just downplaying the Bible. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> You say shut up. I'm getting over the flu. I'm, I'm unfiltered. Um, talk about the joys of marriage yeah. for just a second. Yeah. Why don't we do that? I, I don't know. It's, it's, it is this weird thing of like, all you hear from married people in the church is get married, get married, get married. And then if you want to hear them talk about marriage, you're like, why would I want the way you talk about that? Now, I will say there there are so many people at our church uh-huh. that do a good job at this. I will. Yes, I would agree to that as well. Just watching the love that they mm-hmm. have for their spouse and the way that they talk about marriage yeah. is fantastic. Yep. Um, so this is not discounting the people at our church. I actually think a lot of the people at our church do a really good job mm-hmm. about this. But for some reason, Christianity broad and the church broad, uh-huh. this is the way that we approach it and the way we talk about it. You're not encouraging anything. You're discouraging. Uh-huh. You're driving people further away from uh-huh. marriage. But the... It is frustrating because all we talk about is marriage, but not the, how do you, how do you get there? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Well, yeah. Cause I mean, you start as soon as, I don't know if this is maybe, I don't know. You even contrast if this is the same for guys and girls, but like for me, if I'm like, okay, there's this new guy and I'm seeing someone and blah, blah. Okay. There, there's the initial, oh my God, tell me all about him. So you tell someone and then the next thing out of a lot of people's mouth is suddenly this list of like cautions like you're really excited about this guy then they're like oh well make sure you don't do this and make sure you have good boundaries and make sure da, 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 da. which okay fine well intentioned 100 percent. and most of the time most of the time what they're telling you is correct however 
suddenly it feels like everyone you talk to, you're under a microscope mm-hmm. of don't uh, just, I don't know. I have felt like in the church when you're dating someone, okay, you're dating and everyone knows you're dating, but please don't act like you actually like each other. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's so right. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I get the the PDA thing. <laughs> okay, I'm not a, I'm not a huge PDA person at all, so yeah. I'm not advocating for that. But I mean, it's almost as if if you were to even just like hold hands or you know grab the guy's arm or whatever, suddenly people are like, oh my word, well if she'll do that here. What are they like? There's this like suddenly a microscope yeah. of don't act like you like each other at all. See, okay, this goes to the, the what I'm really thinking about the most here is just the ridiculous amount of pressure uh-huh. that is put on dating in general in the church. Yeah. So I'll go to single people first. Okay. For for us single people, um, I don't understand why this pressure exists the way that it does, but it's all about you got to find someone, you got to find someone, you got to find someone. And if you ever hint at possibly, not even I say you found someone, at possibly finding someone, everyone knows uh-huh. and everyone's your counselor. Yes. they. Everyone has something to uh-huh. say. Well, have you done this? Like you were just saying, uh-huh. have you said this? Have you thought about this? Uh-huh. And again, it's well-intentioned, but I don't need... 220 counselors Mm -hmm. it's overwhelming it is because everyone wants it to work out Uh and they want you to find someone so much so that everyone suddenly plays a part in your relationship they do and then i also feel like if it doesn't work out i'm personally letting every single one of them down or i have to like explain myself or like okay here's what happened like go through this whole thing of exactly why it didn't work out and like justify my breakup maybe um even if it's not a breakup, it's just, oh, I was talking to this guy. No, I'm not anymore, which has led to, I am very protective and very private of my dating life a lot of times in church because of that very thing. Yeah. I had to, I've had to get on people before. Like I'll tell a few people uh-huh. and then I can notice them hinting at other people uh-huh. and I will get on to them. Mm-hmm. They will get them. If you don't shut up, I'm going to hurt you. Look. Yeah. Which means I'm not talking about this with other people. I have literally told people, like if I'm talking about this, you know, somebody I'm seeing or whatever in the past, I have told people, look, I am not telling people about this yet. I am not. I said, so if I hear about this from someone else, I I will know where it came from. I just straight up tell people that. Yeah, I I, I had that conversation recently, actually. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's always, people are always going to find out in the church. Yeah, everyone <laughs> just me. tells that one, okay, don't say anything to anyone, but. Yeah, I, let's just pause for a second here. Why, why, if we talk about gossip is not good in the church, why is it suddenly okay when so-and-so starts dating someone? Because it's a good thing. I, I, for real, I have thought about this before. When people, when you think about gossip, it's I'm going and telling someone something that I don't like about you or something that you did that offended me that I'm going to go talk about or some character flaw that you have. I'm going to go talk about it. That's gossip. If it's something good that everybody wants for you, that's a good thing, that's a positive thing that we're excited about, that's not gossip because it's not like damaging in the sense of it's negative. I think that's, I'm not... I'm not advocating for it. I'm explaining the rationale as to what I think it is. You know, fruit's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if I eat 200 pounds of apples, 
I'm, I'm probably going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. And you know, I'm kind of a glutton. <laughs> yep. I, I'm you can not take a, a good thing mm-hmm. and make it bad. And uh-huh. I don't get it in the church. Why we choose to gossip about people's dating lives. Did you hear so-and-so was sitting by so-and-so? Okay, I was going to get to the sitting that you're talking about unique to church problems. We'll, yeah, we'll, sitting we'll, next we'll to each other. To the, We're going to get to that for sure. We'll get sure. to the rumor mill. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly this feels like just a, a venting session but for I everyone. But I think it's one of those things where nothing we're talking about, or everything we're talking about, is going to resonate with people. They're going to be like, oh my word, that's exactly how it is at my church too. And there is solidarity in knowing I'm not the only yes. one. There <clears> just is. So You're yes. not alone, people who are listening. <laughs> it gets entertaining quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the gossip thing, it's got to stop. Mm-hmm. Don't know why it's happening, but that does bring us to the rumor mill. Yeah. The that is one of the weirdest things that I have noticed in the church. Mm-hmm. You ever noticed? And and the real world, <laughs> not the real world, and in the secular world, that's what I'm uh-huh, saying. There in we the go. Secular world. <laughs> they don't do this. No. They don't, oh, so-and-so was talking. Like, when I worked at uh, a big box retail store, mm-hmm. I'd have co-workers. Yeah. Guy go up and talk to a girl for a while. Do you want to know what we didn't do? <gasps> talk I about it. I think he likes her. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they, they might be talking. You think they're texting? No. I'm like, oh, yeah, he needed, he had a question. Yeah. Or they're I, friends. I think there is a uniqueness to the church in that, or in Christianity, to where marriage is held up as, and I just like, I think it's wrong, but in a way it's held up as something that you earn. There's a level of spiritual maturity required to get there. It's this thing that happens once you arrive and it's this goal you're going after because it's a, um, it's an achievement almost like you've reached a certain level. And so it's this bit, everyone wants to get everyone to that level almost, whether subcon, I think that's what drives it subconsciously that is not there in a secular context. And so I think that is why you see that in large portion. Did you see <laughs> that so-and-so sat next to so-and-so during worship? <gasps> Did you see that when, when she opened her Bible, she showed him what page it was on? When we went out to lunch after church, did you see that they, they sat, sat across from one another? Across from each other. <sighs> yeah. They must be dating. Something's going on. And let me tell everyone about and it. And then here comes collusion. Suddenly you've got the matchmaker of the church. Uh, yes, because even if they're not, oh, we're going to make Inviting it them now. over for dinner. Uh-huh. What's up with that? I know of things that has happened. I know of instances where people have shown up to other people's houses and been like oh so and so's he oh i see i i see what's going on now uh-huh. mm-hmm. i don't it understand happened. it i don't either because it's like people <laughs> it's almost as if they tell us constantly dating relationships it's not like a movie it's not a romantic comedy da 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 but then what do they do we're just gonna have them both here and poof, suddenly they'll want to be like, it's the same thing from the other side. Mm-hmm. They're being the annoying, like, you know, Hallmark secondary character who's like, oh, let me set them up. Let me try to make this happen. And then poof, it does. Like, it, it's the same thing from the other side. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand people sometimes. Mm-mm. And the way, especially in the church of the way that they try and control and dictate things to manipulate the outcome that they want. Uh-huh. 
because another thing that I've noticed uh-huh. is those the matchmakers of uh-huh. the church, when they ship someone together, they're not letting go of it easily. No. They will try everything. And no matter how many times you say, I'm not interested, there's nothing there, please stop, <laughs> won't. No, no. They're like, no, no, no. Just listen to me. I know. And it's funny because I almost feel like it has the opposite effect in a lot of ways that they're hoping for because... It drives you further from one another. It does. I really think it does because if you're not interested, maybe you might develop something down. Maybe it's not like a hard no. It's just like, I hadn't really thought about it. I'm not interested. Something could develop later. Who knows? But as soon as that matchmaker person is like, oh, you two... I'm staying away because I don't need to add fuel to that fire. I don't need that in my life. I don't want it. I'm good. I'm staying away from that. So really, I think in a lot of ways, you might be, uh, if you are the church matchmaker and you're listening, you might be having the reverse effect than, than you intend. And this is why it's so important to have your trusted community. Mm-hmm. And if someone in your trusted community comes up and says, hey, I think this might be a good thing. What are your thoughts? Yeah. You're going to That's a go very for different conversation. Compared yeah. to the the random older lady that I really think you two would be good for one Did another. Did you notice you were you... wearing the same color on Sunday? And oh, like, does that happen? No way. I, yeah, that's not a thing, is it? I mean, maybe not like regular, but I yes, that has happened. Are you serious? Uh-huh. I've never experienced that. <laughs> I feel like I that's guess probably the more on the girl side. side. Like, oh, y'all, y'all would just look so cute together. Y'all wearing like the. Mm-hmm. You're joking. I, I, I am not. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Church people are the worst sometimes. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. For the first time on the show, I am are genuinely you, speechless. Are you speechless? That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Are there any other things people that happen like that? at straws. I mean... I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. That was the one that was like outlandish. Um, Wow. (laughs) And then honestly, I, in a sense, because I have sat back and watched and kind of watched this happen some, especially recently too, of new person shows up at the church. And when it's not a huge church, if they are by themselves, not wearing a ring, Oh, of a seemingly yes. marriable age, I just sit back and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for them. Because you know it's coming. And I have had times where I'm sitting there and I will get, I have gotten text messages in the middle of sermon. Hey, who who's so-and-so? Hey, what's da-da-da? Who's that? Or da-da-da? Yeah, that like, one's funny. <laughs> Genuinely... <laughs> Okay, uh, here's a story time. Story okay. time. Uh, when I was at Southern, uh huh. So this is after I graduated. Boys came back to Southern. I was live. I lived on campus for one semester. Yeah. Because um, I decided last minute. Uh huh. And when I needed housing up there, so I'm living on campus, and they had uh, all of the the guys that lived on campus get together with a bunch of the girls that lived on campus. And it, I'm like, they only did events like that once every yeah. two months or something. Okay. And it was 100% a singles mixer. <laughs> yeah. I knew exactly what it was. So I walked into it knowing what to expect. Yeah. Most people didn't. I came. Okay. I did not come with the best intentions. Uh, but I sat in the back of the room. Just to watch. Because I knew the guys would be there first. Mm-hmm. And I sat and just watched. 
<laughs> and they're all interacting and uh-huh. they're all hanging out and they're having fun together. And as soon as the ladies walk in, everyone's buttoned up and serious. It's like you had a group of starving wolves and you threw a stake in the middle of them. <laughs> they didn't know what to do at uh-huh. first. And then they flock. I was going to say, and then they pounce. And that's what happens mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. when a random new person shows up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the weirdest part of all of this. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, when they walk in the church, and you can tell there's not a ring on mm-hmm. their finger, you're naming your children. <laughs> yes. I don't understand it. Oh, either. You haven't introduced yourself. No. You said, and half the time... You won't. No. But you sit in the back of the that's room. That's the thing. You watch the back of their head while they're worshiping. Like we'd be perfect together. We'd be perfect together. <laughs> you have named your children. You have some sort of dog. You and have then a that white picket never fence house. Back. They don't come back. Mm-hmm. And then you're heartbroken when they're gone. I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't. I don't either. But it's because, let's go back for a moment, uh-huh. in the church... We have put so much pressure on marriage uh-huh. that everything has to be leading up to it. Yes. It's almost as if you if you think about a relationship or you're dating someone or you're thinking about dating someone, We it's almost as if we say, unless you're thinking of it in a marriage context and that's where you're going and that's what you're after, it is wrong. And I don't like, no, stay where you're at. Stay yeah. present. Get to know this person. You can do that intentionally evaluating, is marriage even a possibility down the road? But you're not already there. And it's all, there's almost, almost like there's this idea of if you're not super focused on that, well, it's wrong. You're wasting your time. You're not being fair to that person. And I mean, those are the things you hear. Yeah. When I just don't think that's correct. So, yeah. And that is unique to the church. You don't get that outside the church. No. So, I think this is a, this is a point to transition. Because okay. we talked about some of the kind of the generic goofy things that we've yeah. seen or some of the frustrations that we've seen. Uh, let's go personal level here. Okay. On what are some of our experiences. Negative, and if you have positive, yeah. say positives. <laughs> we want to be positive here. Um <laughs> In church leadership, so you're yeah. in a staff position, what are the things that you've experienced around dating that you just look back and go, huh? Uh, yeah. <sighs> Which, if you want me to go first, I can go first. If you, ha- I'm trying to formulate okay, thoughts. Well, if you have something specific, go ahead. Let's go back to the question you asked okay. me earlier. Oh, I, yeah. I can okay. start there. Um, let me summarize it, make sure I have it mm-hmm. right. So somebody that uh, graduated from a Bible college, wants to be a pastor in church leadership, do I find that there's a lot of pressure to be married or mm-hmm. to in order to be a pastor, you should be married? Um, yes, I find that. Okay. And I've experienced it, actually. Yeah. Um, because before I came here, I interviewed in a couple different places, and there was one or two churches that told me, look, we really like you. Uh, we like where you stand on this position and your philosophy of ministry, and we like... Uh, how you've done ministry here and the mm-hmm. amount of experience you have, but you're not married. But, which negates all of those uh-huh. things they like about you. Yeah. And at the first time I heard it, I was kind of taken back. Yeah, kind of like, are you really saying that to me? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Um, and then I heard it again, and I, I, I grew to expect it, 
But I'll tell you, the negative impact that it's had has made me feel lesser mm-hmm. in ministry because I'm not married. Do you feel like it's something you have to like, almost like qualify like or like proactively like explain away? Oh, I sometimes? do have to explain it. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at my position. I work in family ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't have a family. What's that? What's that thing that I'm lacking? Yeah. A family. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have kids. You're not married. Yeah. What do you know? You don't. You yeah. can't do this job. Yeah. I mean, I even had somebody say that to me at one point. Uh-huh. I'm like, you can't be in family ministry. You don't have a family. Um, huh. So, yeah, I, I've experienced it, and it makes me feel inferior. Yeah. Like, I, I can't. There's parts of ministry that I can't do because mm-hmm. I haven't experienced it. Yeah, you haven't. Yeah. Which is wrong. I know I shouldn't have let myself get right. into that frame of mind. But when you're constantly reminded over and over again, well, you're just, you're single. Yeah. You're not married. Yeah. You don't have kids. Mm-hmm. You'll understand when this happens, this happens, and this happens. And I get it. There's experiences that I haven't had in parenting a child. Sure. But I lean on the experiences of other people. Mm-hmm. But this that's not what this is about. Yeah. Yes, I have experienced that. And I've even been, been told to my face mm-hmm. and denied jobs before because I wasn't married. Mm. It's that's frustrating. Well, it's really frustrating. And then you've got guys in seminary that are running around trying to get married so they can be qualified to be a pastor, mm-hmm. which is just not right. It makes messes. Exactly. It kind of getting back to you have people who end up in relationships they shouldn't be in because they feel like it's necessary as a spiritual development, not because it's a solid relationship that's good for both parties yeah they they, there's a lot of seminary guys that will get married in order to check a box so they can be a pastor Uh they have no none of the right intentions so that they don't love this woman well they don't Mm -hmm. care for her well it's a selfish endeavor because they're trying to get what they want and this is a box that needs to be checked along the way which I'm not alleviating them of any responsibility in that, but at the same time, that is a pressure that is unduly put on people from outside. Yes. It would not be a thing if you didn't have so much pressure and so many people from the outside saying, get married, get married, get married, get married, as if it was a, a an end on, on its own. Well, and what's interesting, okay, now I'm not a pastor, but now that I've gotten into a staff position on at a church, um, I still feel that weight and that pressure. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way that people communicate that to me. Oh, man, you, you just got to find somebody. If you if you would just yeah. find somebody, then, then this would happen. Yes, because people assume you are as, I don't know. They just assume that you're lacking, that you're incomplete, that you're whatever as a person because mm-hmm. you don't have that. And, oh, well, we'll help you. Oh, we, we just need to find somebody. We just need to, and I'm like chill <laughs> well, somebody said to me in a group of single guys one time well, i just got to take care of my single people oh yeah and i was like um you're like i don't need to be pitied but thank you thank you i, I mean i appreciate that yeah and there's like there's some things that people do like they invite me over for holidays and things like that i really appreciate that sure that's really kind yeah because i don't have a ton of family that's close by yeah well and i guess that's what like that's very kind and it really is. And people do it well who just invite you over and let it be. But when you <laughs> don't invite the single people over and then make a point 
repeatedly or yeah. even one time to let them know that you're doing it because they're single and they have no one else. Trust me, they're aware. Uh -huh. It's not something that they forget about. It's not something they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Now that makes – we know. We get it. So – you don't have to constantly remind if you are going to do something like that. Yeah, I don't understand why people do that. But it's it's been difficult in, in ministry just on, on that angle. Yeah. Um, because people make you feel inferior. I'm curious, do you kind of feel the same way? It's different. Obviously, you're not trying to be a pastor. Right. So it's different from that standpoint. Um, I, think, I think the probably closest thing to an equivalent from the girl side is people constantly remind you, even in the kindest, most well-intentioned ways, that you're not getting any younger and that you need to hurry up and have kids. Mm, yep. For guys, it's get married so you have a wife so you can be in ministry. For girls, it's hurry up and get married so you can have kids so that you can be the um, fullest extent of a woman possible. Like that's, mm -hmm. I would say that's the closest thing to an equivalent of the constant reminder of, well, you should hurry up and get married so you can hurry up and have kids. Like, it's like getting married is a means to that end. Mm. And I think it has the same thing. If you get into places, it's a mess because you're looking past a God-honoring marriage to what you want after that. Whether it's as a guy, you're going to be a pastor. As a girl, you're going to be a mom. I think those are the the flip sides in my mind. And that's the thing. Like, I, I don't want to get married so that I can finally check a box and, and be a pastor. Right. So the church is looking at me and go, yeah. Yeah. He's good now. We'll uh -huh. hire him. Yeah. If, if I'm going to be hired, I want to be hired because I'm qualified. Mm -hmm. I'm qualified for the role of pastor. <laughs> that They see that I'm gifted in the areas that I want to serve in. Yeah. And so they hire me. Yeah. Now, that goes to the question of, like, First Timothy 3, talked about being a husband of one wife. I'll just make mention of this for just a second yeah. because I get so annoyed <laughs> with the conversation. Well, it says you have to be married. No, no, no it doesn't. Because if you go to the Greek right. and you read the Greek, it's a one woman kind of man. Mm -hmm. That's the posture and attitude of the heart. Because then I can go, well, I've never murdered anybody. Right. But Jesus said I had anger in my heart and that you, yeah, you murdered somebody mm -hmm. there. So back off. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. I love when I do get on little tangents like that and I just get to the conclusion of shut up or back off. You're like, oh, okay. There we go. It's like a toddler <laughs> argument. I win the argument. I'm right. Now go Move away. on. <laughs> I had a, oh, I had a, a friend years ago who, yeah, if you got into an argument with her or you didn't agree, it would get to a point she'd be like, well, I'm right. And that was the end of it. Why is the whole table shaking? Oh, your phone's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we already know who it is. Um, so... And that's the same thing. Like, if, if I want to get married, right. it's not so that I can finally have this thing. Uh-huh. because God said it was a good thing because I love this person and I want to spend my life with yeah. them. That's why I want yeah. to get married. Well, and it's kind of, again, like we were talking a minute ago about, like, the rom-coms and the movies and the Hallmark movies. And we hate on them because we're like, yeah, those movies always end at the wedding. As if that is the goal that's the thing when it's like, okay, no, real life starts at, like, you're getting married for a marriage, not for the wedding. Yeah. And so, yeah, single people need to hear that. I'm not discounting that at all. But what we were talking about there is the flip side of that to where it's like, it's doing the same thing. Like, the church is putting pressure on from the other side of accomplishing that same thing. Of, well, I just have to check this box. I just have to get to the wedding, and then everything else will be okay. It's very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um because that's not, you're setting people up for failure there. You Oh, you absolutely are. 
because then then you get the people that are miserable uh-huh. and my marriage is so hard and you just there's all these warnings well that's because you just live for this one moment uh-huh. rather than seeing okay the, the marriage just began mm-hmm. well and i think in a way you kind of going back to talking about like your parents they have so much fun together and they you know all this stuff i think in an attempt to have the most important things be the most important things aka is this person strong on their faith are you pursuing the lord together is that you know do you have the same views about scripture and like family? Like, are all of those things in place? Is that the most important thing? Yes. Does that mean other things aren't important? No. And so I think we lose track of, okay, those things are in place. Like all of those things are in alignment with this person that I'm dating. However, we don't like to do stuff together. We don't have any overlapping interests. We don't eat, not even enough to the point where it's like, okay, I'm not really into this, but you are. Let's go do that. Whatever that thing is. You don't have that. And so then you get married because you're like, well, all the, it's so emphasized that those are the most important things. And it's almost as if the other things, if you really enjoy those, it's like, well, don't get distracted. Those, no, those things aren't important. Don't, don't put too, too much emphasis on that. And so then, yeah, you end up married to someone who sure you have the same views on baptism, but you don't enjoy spending time together or doing stuff together because you don't have any overlap. Sometimes I just don't get why we make things so painful around dating in the church. It's because we see how the world dates. We see the mess that that is in so many ways. And it swings so far to the other extreme. That we make other messes. That we, ha- Yeah, exactly. You were talking earlier. We were talking about something else before we were recording. You were talking about... Um, or no, so when you're talking about the gossiping earlier about the good thing becoming a bad thing, that's what we've done. We've tried to, in such an effort to get away from a bad thing, we swing so far to the good that we have now created another equally opposite bad thing. (laughs) Just all sorts of messes. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. Especially as a, a single person in leadership because it don't, I know what I feel. Right. And I wish other people didn't feel that. Uh huh. And I want to help people in the church right. see that that's not how you should do it. Yeah. With them, the <laughs> clapback is, well, you're just not married. You don't understand. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. But they look at you and say, well, you obviously don't know what you're doing or you would be married by now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I know. Like, what do you What do you want me to do? Oh, yeah. I've had people talk about like this show and like dating advice and giving advice and talking to people. And it's literally like, well, I mean, hadn't really worked for you. So are you sure it's really something you should be talking about? And I'm like... Well, it works out well uh, for the people that date me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fill I mean, everyone in. I mean, for the most part, if you you have dated me for an actual dateable period of time, you either get engaged or married. So, and next I, guy. <laughs> actually, next one. So, um, I'm I have magical well, powers. I was gonna say, if you are looking for a like side hustle, you could probably like so start charging. Listeners, um. if you want to get married, you you won't marry me. No, no. Um, and it's not that I have fear of commitment; just funny things have happened. Um, <laughs> just date me for a little while, and then the next person you'll get married. It's a gift, really, uh, for a other gift people. To you, a burden. <laughs> uh, no, it is a gift from me to them. I was saying, a gift. To, I'm speaking as you. Oh, a okay. gift to you, listener, yeah. or whoever. A burden for yeah, you it's as a, curse a person for me. there. Um, no. So now, do you here? Just and we've kind of gone on from where you started out about marriage being a box to check 
as someone wanting to be a pastor. So I was thinking through like, what's the biggest thing for me personally? And tell me if this is something that you've encountered. Being single in leadership in the church. And I don't know. I hesitate to say I'm in leadership, but I'm on staff. So I think it automatically kind of elevates yeah. to a, a place of that. Um, it has been very isolating for me in a lot of ways. And I don't mean socially. I don't mean like, oh, all these people are married and I'm not or whatever. But like if there are frustrations at work, let's say, and you're single. Well, normally, like I would normally call my mom or call my best friend or call, you know, talk to, ugh, you know, this thing happened or that thing happened or, or I'm just really struggling with this. Like, help me think through it. Like, whatever the issue is. And this is somewhat unique to me in that my parents go to the church mm-hmm. I work at. Um, most all of my friends are church. Like, I'm we're friends because we go to church here together. And so if there is something that I am burdened by or I have questions about and you know I'm a verbal processor so even just something that I yes you are <laughs> you can see how big his eyes just got um something that it's just like oh well, I just kind of need to process through this most people in church leadership are going to go talk to their spouse about it because that's like a safe space yeah it's so- hard to find that as a single person and so I've had to I think bottle some things up that maybe I wouldn't otherwise and this is sounding very dramatic I don't mean it that it way it is so dramatic <laughs> No, in some ways it is unique for you yeah. um, because of the history at your church that everyone is here. Yeah. I mean, I came in not knowing very many people at all. True. So I've got my other friends that are in ministry in other places and former pastors and my dad's a pastor somewhere else. So that part, but you touched on, I think the other part, which is common of as a single person in a ministry position, it is isolating the extent you don't have a spouse to talk mm-hmm. to. Like, I want to go home and tell someone about my day. Right. And the nonsense that went on or mm-hmm. the good stuff that went on. Yeah. And you can't a lot of time. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, so I have roommates. Right. That I go to church. You go to church here. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like I can come home and go, this happened today and it was really annoying. Or this happened today and it was really good. Right. We had this situation and it yeah. was great. Right. And not really. Yeah. And I live with dudes. We don't, they don't, don't ask those. Want to know that Questions stuff. like that. <laughs> so, it, yeah, I, I think I get the isolating part. It's just not having someone to talk to. Yeah. And interact with. And I'm not going to use the 2023 cliche of my person. Well, no. Even though you kind of want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's nice to be able to, to come home. Yeah. And have someone there. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Okay, uh, other goofy <laughs> things that happened because we we just got super sad. Yeah, let's get off the super sad. Okay, um, off the super sad. The the funny things that happen are the ways that people try and set me up. Now, because we're now leadership. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's everyone. Uh huh. It's not just the uh, well. I noticed so and so, and you were matching clothes. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. anyone and everyone they can think of. It could yeah. be their cousin, their sister, uh-huh. their niece, their second cousin twice removed, whoever it is. Their yeah. dentist. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter who it is. They've got the perfect person for me. Because everyone wants to have a say and play a part in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Why? 
they're trying to I think people have this mentality, whether they consciously think it or not, that they're trying to fix this hole in your life. They're trying to fill this deficiency. I'm not broken. I know you're not. I'm, I'm not agreeing with it, but I think that's the mentality a lot is there is, it is something that needs to be fixed. No, I know, but that, but it's it's so entertaining. It and is. you think that the, the hoops and listeners, yeah. you think I'm joking about the random people that I try people try and set me up with, but I'm not. Yeah. Like they will send me text messages of I heard of so and so. So and so knows so and so. And because they know so and so, their cousin's friend uh-huh. might be interested in you. I'm like, first of all, what do you mean they might be interested in me? I've never heard of this human being in my life. <laughs> oh, well, we were talking about you the other day. Why? Why? <laughs> yep. Well, uh, we knew that you wanted to find someone, and so we were talking about this the other day, and they might like you. I'm like, they don't know me. Don't what know. do you mean they might like me? See, that's the flip side of the, the coin of saying, hey, if you're wanting to get married, you're wanting to meet someone, tell people you know that you're looking, that you are interested, whatever, so that if they know someone, they can point them your way. That is the, the downfall of that is you have told everyone and they take it as license. And I'm not, I, when I say you, I don't mean you specifically. I just mean. Because me specifically no, 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 does no. not do that. And so I, that's why I've always been very close to the best I with my dating life. I don't permission to people yeah. to set me up. Yeah. It, it's only been, we talked about the, the yeah. art of the setup several yeah. episodes ago. It's only been recently that I've told a few people mm-hmm. that they could potentially set me Maybe, up. Maybe, kind of, sort of. <laughs> that's a recent development. Mm-hmm. Because everyone, since I have been in church leadership, yeah. way back since I started doing internships, mm-hmm. wanted to have someone for me. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah, it is. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I have, I have tried to be very protective of that area of my life just because of that. Um but then you end up with the awkward, then you are dating someone and nobody knows. And then it's like, oh, we're, <laughs> it's, so there's this, really no good way of coming out of it. But yeah. This is kind of my last thing. And this is the <laughs> weirdest one for me. Yeah. Um, people, I'm not, I'm not a catch. Oh, uh, hold on. Stop. Like, hold on. Let's just pause for a second here. I'm an, I'm an idiot. You got it from your dad. Uh, I get it from my dad. <laughs> Half the time I look homeless because you know, I don't put in a ton of effort. I'm literally sitting here and are these shorts green? I think they're green. Yes, they are like green khaki. shorts with hey dudes on and a sweatshirt that has a grease stain in the middle of it because I just did not want to effort this morning. Um, <laughs> I, I try most try of ish. the time-ish. Um, but I'm I am goofy. And it's, it takes a special person. But since I am in ministry, mm-hmm. there's suddenly a host of people that make uncomfortable passes at me or comments at me that I don't <laughs> understand. So I'm like, if I was in just a regular secular job, mm-hmm. this would not happen. But because I am on the road to becoming a pastor, uh-huh. someone looks at me and goes, He's so spiritual. He's such a catch. And I'm I'm not. You feel like you have um, to compensate. <laughs> so I get googly eyes sometimes. Uh-huh. And it makes me uncomfortable. 
Yeah. And I've had to have conversations with people that know certain people that make the googly eyes at me. Like, they're dressing me down with their eyes and it's not good. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I think that's something that is different for us in that you are in front of the church. You are up there talking. You are very much in front of everyone. And so it's something people are like, oh, yeah, he's just so spiritual. And da, 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 da. I can fly under the radar with that. I don't have that particular issue. I don't fly under the radar. <laughs> no. And again, people, you don't. I'm normal. <laughs> There's nothing unique about me. And for some reason, I just get the googly eyes uh-huh. and the I weird DMs. To that. And I don't understand it. And I don't even like it. Yeah. Because I'm a social introvert. Uh huh. And that type of stuff does not go well with my personality type. Yeah. It freaks me out if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't know the person. They. It goes back to the going back to our your example with the the lone visitor who's come in and you're sitting there and you're looking at the back of their head during worship and you've named your kids and da 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 da. It's the same thing. Because you get up in front of the church every week and people see you and the girls see you or the girls, moms, cousins, whoever was like, oh, it'd be perfect. And they're sitting up there watching and they've named the kids and the dog and the whatever else. And I, you don't know they exist. I get when I'm preaching that no, you're I'm watching just, me. Well, yeah, I get that. Yeah. What I don't get is the Sundays that I'm not preaching, which is pretty regular. Yeah, but you're always up there. No, 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 no. Hold on. Okay. I'm only up there for like... Two, three minutes. Well, I know. And then I come down. But still. And then I sit down with my friends or I, I stand in the back. I know. And then I notice uh-huh. that when I'm not on stage uh-huh. and I'm not even anywhere near where you should be looking, mm-hmm. there's people looking uh-huh. at me and I don't like it. I wish I could help. The, I wish I could say, oh, well, here's a quick fix. There's not. I think it's one of those things that is just part of it. As awful as it may be. That's why we're talking about it, but I don't think I can yeah, fix that's, it for you. Yeah, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And it's one. It's just it's part of it in the Googly church. Googly eyes freak me out, uh-huh. people. Don't be crazy eyes, guys. Don't. Okay. I don't know if there's a better place to end it than don't. Don't be crazy. Yeah. That's a great place okay, to end. Okay, we're going to call it there, guys. We'll be back <laughs> We'll be back again. next week with the season finale. Lightning of the middle. round. It will be a lightning round. Who knows what's going to come up because we have quite the list of questions to choose from. So we will be back then. Until then, though, I'm Bethany. And hopefully I won't be sick anymore. (laughs) This is Looking for the Middle.